for hard to give Cause the other part got broken when I was a kid And I wish I could put my heart on the shelf But it's hard to give it to someone When I don't love myself guys, gals, and non-binary pals. My name is Jasmine T, and this is today's podcast. Um, you know, last time we left off with me getting so frustrated at Elliot Roger, and let me just add, rightfully so, um, the man is the most unlikable person, I think, who has ever existed. I think he might be having a dance party with Hitler right now uh, in hell. So, I hope they're having a terrible time. So, that's where I'm at with this guy. Um, Let me just talk about, you know, before I start reading this. Something that happened to me on TikTok this week. Uh, It obviously didn't work, but uh, some tiny group of people tried to cancel me, and it was so fun. Um, I had honestly such a good time, and I'm so glad that happened. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, no, it was great. So basically what happened is you all know my content. Um, I share information in a way that TikTok allows me to share it without it getting taken down. Um, I used to make videos that were just me talking about these issues or making videos about these issues, you know, and they got taken down all the time, community guidelines all the time. Then I posted a video where the visuals was me doing my makeup and the audio was what I needed to talk about. And those don't get taken down. Uh, so those have been my bread and butter ever since. And th- it works. Um, another thing that I found from some of you guys messaging me uh, is that it really helps survivors uh, a lot of the time when I'm talking about something like essay. Um, it, it helps survivors to not get triggered if there's something satisfying, um, and slightly distracting for them to look at and watch, and they want to be able to hear other women's stories, uh, but they usually can't because the stories trigger them. I've heard a lot of survivors tell me that, um, the, the way that my videos are formatted helps them listen to other women without it being harmful for themselves. So, for context, that's that. Um, And the cancellation was for, apparently I'm disrespectful, uh, to victims of essay, which is literally the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard. Uh, Apparently, it's disrespectful of me uh, to do my makeup to such serious audio. Even though the audio is mine, first of all, it's my voice. They're not my store. Well, some of them are, but the Weinstein series I'm doing right now, um, I'm not, I never ever out an essay survivor or an essay victim um, without, you know, I don't, I don't do that. I don't talk about any stories publicly that the person hasn't specifically said they they want it to be shared they want the story to be known so all the stories i share are of people who would be glad i'm sharing them um if i was sharing information against the survivor's will and doing my makeup over that audio i would be definitely disrespecting victims but that is quite literally the opposite of what i'm doing Um, I'm finding the best way possible to share a story that the survivor wants shared. Um, so, 
I'm, I, I'm sorry. It was just so stupid. Uh, and also, let me say, um, my entire life I've been cared. I, I've been told I care too much about these things. I need to calm down. I care too much. This is the first time I've been told I don't care about victims. And let me tell you, uh, it fucking hurt. That shit hurt. Um, so anyways, I'm over it now. I'm pretty over it now. Uh, the comments have slowed down and my videos are back to being, you know, you guys just hyping me up and, um, genuinely caring about the stories I'm talking about and listening, uh, as you guys do because you're f fucking sick. Dope. Um, so that's what that is. Uh, we will get into the podcast now. My apologies for that. I just felt like it was necessary to talk about it because I had to talk about it with somebody who understands because pretty much everyone in my life does not have TikTok. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, let's get into it though. So where we left off last time, <sighs> Elliot Roger just uh lost the lottery because the lottery is a tax on stupid people so it makes sense that he got his hopes up for that for no reason uh, he spent hundreds of dollars on tickets and then sank into a depression and then james our gaming king um finally cut him off he finally said i've been trying to cut you off for a while you know I can't do this anymore. And he didn't give him much of an explanation. So James, um, Elliot called James and James was just like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. I can't do this. Don't contact me. And rightfully so. That is king behavior. He tried for years since they were like, like young, young teenagers tried for years, um, to put up with Elliot for the sake of Elliot's mental health. Um, but James finally said, you know what? I need to care about James's mental health. And then uh, James did that. James was like, you know what? Can't fucking do this anymore. Uh, so now he has, uh, now Elliot Roger has no friends. Um, so that's where we're at. We're at his last friend just stopped contacting him. He is getting more and more uh, impossible to listen to. And today we're going to be finishing off uh, this last couple of paragraphs of him being 20 and then start on him being 21. And 21 uh, is going to be a hard one to read because that's the, the year, you know, leading up to his killing spree. So we'll get into that now. And uh, let me just find my place here. So... Um, James hadn't contacted me since the Christmas party. Um, I'd been trying to contact him, demanding to know why he continued to ignore me. Um, okay. So, here we are when the phone was just hung up after that conversation. And um, Elliot is referring to it as the day of betrayal. So, let me read that for you already. I mean, seven minutes in and I'm finally starting. Okay. On the day of the betrayal, I thought back to our entire friendship. James Ellis was my oldest friend. I remembered the first time I met him as we kicked dust together as first graders at Topanga Elementary. Uh, 
I remembered all the good times I spent with his various houses in the Palisades, trading Pokemon cards when we were little. Our brief interest in skateboarding, playing World of Warcraft together as teenagers, all of our walks through the Palisades town center. He was a big part of my life, and now he's gone, faded away into memory. I didn't have any friends left anymore, no friends in the entire world. I didn't want to see Philip and Addison after I cried in front of them at the Gettys Museum. Sick, I love that. Um, I was completely and utterly alone in the darkest pit of despair, and that pit withered in agony. My deep depression lasted well into the summer. My life stayed stagnant and miserable, and my hatred towards everyone, especially women, for depriving me of a happy life only grew stronger. I questioned myself over and over what was going to happen to me now. I didn't want to resort to having to exact ultimate vengeance. I didn't want to die. I wanted something to live for. Um, I know I say this every episode, but he still hasn't asked out a single woman. He's mad at women for rejecting him, yet he's literally never been rejected because uh, he's never asked a woman out. Um, I fucking hate complaining about something uh, and acting like you're fucking doing so much about it and trying so hard when you literally haven't tried once. If you want to go on a date with a woman, you probably need to fucking tell her that. She can't read your goddamn mind. So that's honestly, that's the most annoying part about this whole thing is that he's never even asked out a woman. It's so fucking irritating. So keep that in mind. <sighs> okay. There'd always been a way for me to become wealthy. What? Since when? I don't know what that is. I continued to see it was the only way I would ever have a beautiful girl and lose my virginity. The ultimate dream was to experience the pleasure of love and sex with girls once I became rich enough to be worthy of them. And then I would settle down with a beautiful girl and have beautiful children with her, whom I raise up in uh, to live a much better life <laughs> than the one I've had to suffer through. He's very privileged. Uh, he like lived in the fucking Hollywood Hills and he has a shit ton of money. So not sure what that means. Um, that would be the most satisfying vengeance against all those young people who thought they were better than me. <sighs> They're not thinking of you, man. If I could show them that I lived such a life, um, my purpose on this world would become complete. To see the look on all their faces once I've risen above them, I couldn't imagine anything sweeter. Um, yeah, no one's fucking thinking about you, man. Everyone's thinking about their own shit. Uh, people were, they're not, ugh. that's the thing with like social anxiety. You think everybody is thinking about you and watching you. Uh, they're not, they're in their own heads as well. Uh, so, you know, we all think we're judging each other constantly and we're usually not. So that's the one thing that makes sense that he says, uh, but he's not really grasping the concept of it not being true. Uh, okay. I so happened to come across the book called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. This book would fill me with hope for the next few months. It was very similar to the secret book I read over a year ago, and it had the same effect on me. It gave me a more in-depth view of the law of attraction. A year previously, I'd given up on believing in such a concept, but when I read through this book thoroughly, 
I desperately convinced myself to give it a try. I wanted to believe the theory could work. <laughs> okay. Women aren't... Okay. Women aren't, uh, like, subjects in your life. Like, we're not subject matter. We're people. You shouldn't be using, like, methods and theories to talk to us. Just talk to people like they're people. <laughs> like, I just, like absolutely fuck off with that i couldn't imagine anything sweeter sick love that okay uh i began to visualize myself winning the lottery i did this throughout the month of june after continuously analyzing contemplation i concluded that winning the lottery was the only way i could become wealthy at a young age and thus it was the only way for me to enjoy the rest of my youth wait what didn't I read this already? What is happening? On the day of July, when I was roaming... Okay, yeah. Um, sorry, one second. I'm sorry, this is always a mess. Um, yeah, I'll just keep going. Okay. Um, ha ha ha. So his, let's see, on one of the days in July, when I was roaming Gersh Park, a group of popular college kids arrived to play kickball in the fields. They all looked like uh, typical fraternity jocks, tall and muscular, the kind of guys I've hated my entire life. With them came a flock of beautiful blonde girls, and they looked like they were having so much fun playing together. One of the girls did a handstand in the grass, and her sexy bare stomach showed as her shirt hung down. Ew, don't describe her like that. Uh, one of the, uh, all the girls were scantily clad. Sick. Um, rage boiled inside me as I watched those people who thought they were better than me enjoying their pleasurable lives together. They probably don't fucking think that, man. Uh, nobody's thinking about you, you self-centered prick. Uh, the rage was so intense, I couldn't take it. I was insulted too much? By what? No one said anything to you. I couldn't leave them without getting some form of revenge, so I drove to a nearby Kmart, bought a super soaker, filled it with orange juice that I had bought at the same store, and drove back to the park. They were still there having the time of their lives, and I wanted to ruin it for them. I wanted to ruin their fun just like they ruined me. They literally did nothing to do you, um, as they would never accept me among them. I screamed at them with rage as I sprayed them with my super soaker. What the hell? Uh... You probably didn't ruin their day. That sounds like a dope story for them to tell. Uh, when the boys started to yell and chase after me, I quickly got into my car and drove away. I was giddy. I was giddy and ecstatic. Hate-fueled excitement. Sick. Disgusting. I wished I could spray boiling oil at the foul beasts. You are a piece of garbage. They deserve to die a horrible, painful death just for the crime of enjoying a better life than me. Um, once again, the only thing that they have done is uh, ask out a woman. I'm 100%. I mean, you've probably seen his face now. Um, you've probably looked it up. He's literally not ugly. Uh, <laughs> like, if he asked out a woman, I'm pretty sure that one would say yes. Like, he literally hasn't. Oh, whatever. I can't go over that again. Okay. I drove to a secluded area of the parking lot um, at the Camino Real Marketplace nearby, my heart beating rapidly. 
After I calmed down, I was overcome with worry and fear that I would get into trouble for it. I wondered with panic if there were any cameras at the park that could have caught me in the act. The worry lasted for a few days, but eventually I became relieved that no trouble came of it. Uh, yeah, he should have been worried. I mentioned this last time, but the only thing to legally splash someone with is a plain water. Even if the water, you like add salt to it, it becomes illegal. Uh, so that's, you know, what that is. Um, my mother and sister came up to Santa Barbara for my 21st birthday. I didn't want them to come up, but they came anyways. I suppose my mother felt sorry for me that I would be alone on my 21st birthday, and it's true. I would have been alone. Uh, isn't that such a sad thing to contemplate, being alone on my 21st birthday? Um, most other men would have huge drinking parties with their friends and girlfriends uh, to mark the passing of legal age limit to drink alcohol. I've read stories online of how exciting other men's 21st birthdays are. I had absolutely no one to celebrate mine with. Uh, you could have called Philip and Addison. Pretty sure they would have hooked you up. Um, having no friends, the only people who even wished me a happy birthday were my immediate family members. When my mother and sister arrived in Santa Barbara, they wanted to meet up at a restaurant in State Street. But that prospect horrified me. <laughs> Sick. Uh, State Street was filled with young hot couples walking around. Uh, arm in arm as they went about their blissful dates. You have no idea if their life is blissful. Like, what are you even talking about? I was already tortured at the fact that I was now a 21-year-old virgin, uh, which is completely normal, by the way. That was me, not him. Uh, that's a completely normal age to still be a virgin. So he's saying things that are nothing. I didn't want to torture myself anymore. I looked online for a quieter restaurant that we could meet at, a place where young couples most likely uh, wouldn't know about. What? That doesn't make sense. I came across a secluded Japanese restaurant in Monaquito named Sakana. I suggested this to my mother, and since it was my birthday, she gave me um, the choice of where to eat. I met the two of them outside the restaurant as they were waiting to be seated. Um, I was in a sullen and depressed mood, turning 21 uh, as a kissless virgin was indeed a dark day. How pathetic it was to be 21. <sighs> Everyone's depressed. I mean, whatever. Uh, to be 21 and still a virgin with uh, kids, sorry, while kids were having sex at the age of 14. The unfairness of life on this world is staggeringly horrific. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to input there. The restaurant Sakana turned out to be a very good choice. They served the most delicious Japanese food I've ever tasted in my life. They had so many creative dishes to try and I ordered so many meals. The bill reached over $200. <laughs> okay. I eagerly devoured all of it, uh, compensating for my sorrows with delectable food. This man loves synonym.com. My mother loved the restaurant as well. She had been to all the best Japanese restaurants in LA with various wealthy boyfriends, and she proclaimed that Sakana topped all of them. From this point onwards, it would become a tradition for us to eat here whenever my mother came up to visit me. 
Well, you know what? This manifesto is a great ad for Sakana. Unfortunately for Sakana. <laughs> After dinner, we went to the Starbucks in Montecito. I'm sorry. I don't know these words. I'm not from California. Um, and I washed the exquisite meal. Ugh. I hate the way he talks. Down with a nice warm latte. I never explored much of Montecito before. And I found it to be lovely. Beautiful place. It reminded me of Calabasas, though much quieter and more conservative. I figured I would be spending a lot of time there in the future. All right. And that is it with him being 20, which makes me feel relief for a second. But then I remember that um, I've still got like a year and a half more to read of his life. So let's do that. 21 years old. In August, I continued to build up my faith that I was destined to win the Mega Millions jackpot. You fucking idiot. You fucking dumbass moron. You already did this to yourself once. It is the future that was meant for me. The perfect happy conclusion to the tragic life I've had to experience in the past. You're... what? <laughs> okay. I couldn't wait to rub my status as a wealthy man right in the faces of all the people who looked down on me and all the girls who thought of me as unworthy. You've literally never been rejected. What girls are you even talking about? Okay. I mused that once I became wealthy, I would finally be worthy enough to all the beautiful girls. Okay. I spent the whole month meditating in my room and roaming around the park, visualizing the final outcome of my victory. Though the power of law of attraction, uh, through the power of law of attraction, which I had studied so intensely with the new book, I found I felt certain that I would become the winner. Oh, God. I look forward to it with profound eagerness. Great. This was also the last month I had at the apartment unit I was staying in. I was set to transfer to a room in the main complex of Capri Apartments for the next school year. The conflict between Spencer and I had calmed down over the summer. Uh, he brought a few girls to his apartment, but they were all ugly, so I tried not to get jealous. You're a pig. You're a pig. Um, I still hated him for the fact that he was able to witness how lonely and miserable my life was. Uh, I had spent the entire year in Isla Vista, Santa Barbara, and I had not had a single girl into my apartment. You haven't asked a single girl to come to your apartment. Girls don't just show up to apartments. What is wrong with you? The pure rage and hatred I felt over uh, that fact was enough. But to have someone like Spencer in my vicinity to judge me uh, on it was salt in the wound. I made plans to track Spencer down once I became wealthy and arrogantly show it off to my new life to him. Great. That would be the only way to get even. Even for literally what? I wanted to show Spencer to show the whole world that I had worth. Okay. I've got to I got to keep going. <laughs> I didn't think about my imminent move to a new room nor did I think much about the whole new uh about who my new housemates would be. I firmly believed that I would win the lottery before then. <laughs> okay. I would then go back to my mother's house, show her the ticket, buy a mansion of my own, and begin a new life of heavenly bliss. Yeah, that's not how the lottery works, my dude. 
Um, how are you going to afford the fucking property insurance on that every year? The property taxes. Uh, if you have like a millions of dollar mansion, you're going to have like $100,000 of property tax every year. And you're not going to win the lottery every year. How the fuck are you going to pay that? Like, like this man doesn't even understand how the lottery works or how fucking any taxes work. Like, he's if he won, he'd just bankrupt himself again, clearly. One could say I was being delusional. Oh, yeah, one does say. One does say that. But my desperation for happiness was so intense that I wanted to believe this was true. I wanted to believe that I had the power. Oh, no. Ugh, first yawn. Uh, the power to... What? What is happening? I lost my spot. To invoke this into my reality. There we go. I craved power and the significance uh, all my life, and I will stop at nothing to find ways of attaining it. Uh, that's not true. You're going to stop. We already know that. Um, before I knew it, my uh, lease at my current room ended on September 5th. I transferred to the new room. Spencer and I didn't dine to say goodbye. Dean to say goodbye. I don't know. We despised each other that much. I knew I would see him again when I track him down to show off the wealth I firmly believed I would attain. Okay, dude, whatever. I found out my new apartment in the main complex of Capri was the same exact apartment unit that I'd stayed in um, for the first month I had been in Sa Santa Barbara. Apartment number seven on Seville Street. Seville Street. When I moved all my belongings in, it was all empty. The manager told me that two housemates would be moving into the second bedroom within two weeks here. I trusted that the manager um, had the sense to pair me with more mature people. Ugh, whatever. Knowing my experience with those two barbaric housemates I had to deal with the year pre previously. Okay. He has had every kind of housemate now. He's had partiers who sleep around. Um, and those, I mean, if he just literally didn't treat them like shit, I'm a hundred percent sure they would have brought him with them when they went to bars and parties and shit and gotten him laid. Like he just wants to be the victim so badly. He would not accept that. And then he had Spencer who was quiet and mature, uh, and lived his own life. And he didn't like that either. So it doesn't really matter who the manager pairs you with. And I think the manager knows that. You'll make yourself the victim no matter who is with you. Ugh. Okay. By the time I moved in, the jackpot had finally risen over $100 million. This was the moment of truth. Oh my god. This is the moment of truth. I've been waiting all summer for this to happen. Overcome with trepidation. I spent the next week in my new room meditating and visualizing winning the lottery very soon. I could feel the excitement I would feel at once. I see the six numbers on my ticket match the numbers that would be drawn. Oh my god. I imagined myself jumping up and down with joy once my victory was confirmed. I'm gonna have a sip of fucking iced coffee. This man is ugh, an absolute terror. Like, I know he turns into an actual terrorist, but right now he's just a fucking terror. Ugh, what a pig. Fuck. Okay. I can do this. <laughs> uh, once my victory was confirmed. On September 11th, sick. The drawing for the jackpot worth $120 million commenced. I bought a $5 ticket 
um, and proclaimed that it had to be mine. What? It is yours. You bought it. Uh, when I saw the winner was from California, my heart beat like a drum. This was it. Fate was being decided right at that moment. I didn't win. Oh, no fucking shit. I'm so shocked. I looked at my ticket over and over again and then at the winning numbers. No match. It was just like what had happened in March. Yeah, no fucking shit. Except this is worse because I built up my anticipation for the entire summer. You're such a fucking idiot. The winner was some guy in Riverside. He took my money. <laughs> what? What a waste. <laughs> what an injustice. I was so certain that the universe would finally grant me salvation for a life of torture and suffering. Hey, maybe the universe is telling you that your life has been fine and you've ruined it on purpose because you want to be a victim. Maybe that's what's happening. Then I looked at my small cramped room and realized that my lonely, depressing life of virginity will continue on mercilessly. Then I, uh, that night I threw a wild tantrum. Oh my God, a man baby screaming and crying for hours on end. Oh, fuck. I had the whole apartment to myself. So there was no one to hear me. You have neighbors, dude. I raged the I raged at the entire world, thrashing at my bed with <laughs> my wooden practice sword and slashing at the air with my pocket knife. Oh, so cringy. I even dowed, downed an entire bottle of wine and got so drunk that I spilled my wine all over my laptop, permanently destroying it. I soaked my pillow with tears as I drifted off to sleep in my lonely bed. Oh my god, this is the cringiest man who's ever been alive. I can't. Just, like, screaming and crying and thrashing your pocket knife at the air? Sorry, what? Ugh. Sorry, what? Okay, I'll just keep going. On the next morning, I felt so drained and depressed that I realized I destroyed my laptop. So I called my mother, begging her to buy me a new one. I made up a story that my laptop randomly died and I had no control over it. After some persuading, I managed to make her agree to buy me a new one. Of course, uh, because that happens every time because you're privileged and your life isn't torture. I quickly drove to Best Buy to look for a new laptop and decided to choose a newer, updated version. Of course you did. As the Asus laptop I had previously. Uh, as it turned out, the Best Buy in Santa Barbara didn't have one in stock, so I had to drive all the way to Oxnard to pick one up. Um, I paid the $1,500 for it with the assurance that my mother will drive up to bring me a reimbursement in a few days. I had to wait a few hours for them to prepare the laptop for me, and while I waited, I decided to go to the shooting range in Oxnard. Great. Um, I had the knowledge in the back of my mind that the day of retribution was very possible now. Oh, God. Going to the shooting range while I waited for my laptop gave me the perfect opportunity to gain, gain some initial training in shooting guns. Hire a sex worker. Jesus, just hire a sex worker. I am tired of you. <sighs> okay. Uh, while I waited for my laptop to be perfect for enemies, when the day of retribution ultimately comes to pass, I walked into the range, rented a handgun from the ugly old redneck cashier. Rude. Uh, rude. 
rude of you to say that. Uh, I started to practice shooting at paper targets. As I fired my first few rounds, I felt so so sick uh, to the stomach, I questioned my whole life, and I looked at the gun in front of me and asked myself, what am I doing here? How could things have led to this? Um, uh, You led yourself here. Go ask out a single woman just one time. (laughs) I couldn't believe my life was actually turning out this way. Yes, you can. You made it this way on purpose. There I was practicing shooting with real guns because I had a plan to carry out a massacre. Why did things have to be this way? They fucking don't. I silently questioned myself as I looked at the handgun I was holding in front of me. I paid my fee and left the range within minutes, feeling as if I was going to be sick. I spent the rest of the waiting period at the Coffee Bean in Oxnard, where I sat by myself feeling absolutely disgusted. My whole world was twisted. You twisted it, so that makes sense. (laughs) My guy, fucking, yeah, when you do things, uh, things happen. So, yeah, (laughs) no shit. Within the following days, I spent a lot of time in the park watching the wind blow through the trees and the children playing in the fields. (sighs) Okay. Oh, no, fuck. So many yards. I'm sorry. Again, they don't mean I'm tired or bored. This is what happens when I read out loud. I questioned the very fabric of reality. Why did this all exist, I wondered. How did life come to be? What was the nature of reality? What was my place in all of it? Um, There was no point to life anymore. I was never going to lose my virginity. Hire a sex worker. I was never going to get a girlfriend because girls are repulsed by me. You've never been rejected. You literally don't know that. I was never going to have children or pass on my genes. Ew, gross. Don't say that. The only way that I could have been worthy enough for beautiful girls is if I become wealthy at a young age. And the faith I had in that happened uh, had just been crushed. There was no hope left. Um, I mean, he clearly has no ethics. So in theory, he could just change his major to like finances or some shit and then work a shitty fucking wolf of wall streety job where you're a piece of shit and you bankrupt people on purpose to get rich like you could just change your major but okay okay um <laughs> the life i could have uh ceased to exist i will never have sex never have love never have children uh i will never be a creator okay but i could be a destroyer gross life had been cruel to me The human species had rejected me all my life. He's never been rejected. You've literally never been rejected. Shut your asshole up. God, shut your butt up. Literally sew your asshole closed. (laughs) Despite the fact that I am the ideal, magnificent gentleman. Oh my fucking God. (sighs) Life itself is twisted um, and disgusting, I mused. Humans are brutal animals. If I cannot thrive among them, then I will destroy them all. Yeah, that's definitely realistic. I didn't want things to turn out this way. I wanted a happy, healthy life. Oh, fuck. Another yawn Um, of love and sex. Ask someone out then. But if I'm unable to have such a life, then I will have no choice but to exact revenge on the society that denied it to me. I mean, you have a choice because you're a person. 
uh, a privileged one at that. So, I mean, you have a choice in pretty much everything. My housemates moved into the other room of my apartment at the end of September. They didn't know each other before they moved in, which was way better for me because they wouldn't gang up on me. Uh, like they would do such a thing anyway, since my two housemates were both timid, geeky types. One of them was a funny-looking, curly-haired boy named Chris Rugg. The other was an Asian-American named John. After the first few days of their stay, I felt content with the new housemates, as they were quiet, respectful, and very friendly. And best of all, they never invited any friends over. I doubt they even had any friends, as they uh, all they did was stay in their room and play video games all day. Of course, I had no desire to be friends with them, because they had absolutely nothing to offer. Oh my god, but I knew I would have problems with them in... What? But I knew I would have no problems with them in my apartment, and that was the best I could hope for. Okay, <laughs> this is a funny little tidbit. Uh, he thinks he can't be friends with them because they have nothing to offer. But when he lived with two guys who had everything to offer, um, if he literally just gave them the time of day, he complained about it, threw a fit, and then moved out. So he literally wants to be lonely like he makes decisions to be lonely then complains about being lonely i fucking hate this man okay <sighs> on halloween weekend i made the wise decision to go to my mother's house there was no way <sighs> oh my god i'm sorry i don't know why that happens to me there was no way i was going to torture myself by staying alone in my room why the entire town of Isla Vista erupted in ruckus debauchery. <laughs> okay, are you 80? All of the tall, hunky jocks that girls love so much. I, I hate those. <laughs> I date, like, short, skinny skaters. So, not what... I don't know what you... You're an idiot. Um, so much uh, will be having all the sex and attractive guys who only visited Isla Vista for Halloween events, like getting laid on the weekend. They'd be getting sex for just one night in Isla Vista while I'm still a virgin, living um, living there for over a year. It was too unfair. Yeah, it's so unfair that you haven't asked out a single woman. That's so unfair. Uh, I wanted to punish them all for his own decision. I imagined how sweet it would be to slaughter all of them, you, um, running from me as they, f uh, in fear as I kill them left and right. Disgusting. That would be the ultimate retribution. Um, where am I? Only then would I have all the power. They treated me like an insignificant little mouse, but on the day of retribution, I would be a god. Uh, what? No. <laughs> no. They will be the mice and I will be the predator. Ew. Uh, I considered uh, setting a date for the Day of Retribution to be next Halloween 2013. That would give me a year to prepare, but I soon dismissed it. If the Day of Retribution were to happen, it would have to be on a normal weekend. There would be too many cops walking around during an event like Halloween, and cops are the only ones who could hinder my plans. That's not true. You literally live in America. <laughs> like people walk around with guns like it just happens legally or illegally people fucking walk around with guns uh, literally a ton of people could just shoot you dead what are you talking about you fucking idiot 
<laughs> I can't with this man. I spent the time at mother's house relaxing and trying to forget about Halloween. I drank some of my mother's delicious wine until I was too buzzed to think about how much fun everyone else my age was having on that night. That's just not accurate. Lots of people hate Halloween. So he's wrong. <sighs> oh my god. I'm sorry. I don't know why this makes me yawn. I didn't even bother to re register for college classes that semester. There was no point. <laughs> there fucking is, but okay. I believed that either I would fulfill my dreams of becoming wealthy at a young age <sighs> in order to be wealthy enough to attract beautiful women or exact my revenge upon the world and die in the process to escape punishment. There was no other path for me. Uh, yeah, taking your classes and graduating could help you with the first goal. So you're purposefully not just going with the peaceful solution. You want, you want this. You're, you're a fucking idiot. <sighs> of course, I registered, quote unquote, for some classes, but only to keep up the pretense to my parents that I was still attending college. Ugh, disgusting maggot. If they somehow found out that I had dropped my classes right after registering for them, they would have stopped all their support for me and my life would have to end right then and there. Thankfully, I was a good liar. Yeah, I doubt that, dude. Also, I'm sorry for calling him a maggot. Maggots deserve better than that. Maggots clean out wounds, you know? Uh, there was a guy on TikTok telling a story about how, sorry, a woman, a nurse, telling a story about the grossest thing she's ever seen. It was this guy who came in with foot pain. He was uh, experiencing homelessness and she went to take the boot off of his foot and the foot came off with the boot uh, and his leg and the foot that came off were full of maggots uh, and they were the only reason he was alive because maggots um, eat the decaying flesh, which is where the bacteria comes from. So maggots can save your life. Um, maggots don't deserve being compared to this disgusting, vile, um, organism that is Elliot Roger. So, I apologize formally to maggots. <laughs> and I mean that, somehow. During the autumn of 2012, ooh, I was in grade 7. It was a decent, I mean, better years have happened, but, you know. Anyways, <laughs> Uh, during the autumn of 2012, I had all the time in the world to figure out how I was going to triumph against the society. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the yawn. That was torturing me. I spent all my time in the library in Goleta. I don't know where that is. Just a few miles away from Isla Vista at the library. I read countless books on history, business, and philosophy, learning as much as I could. It was better than staying home in my room. Besides, I didn't want my housemates to find out that I wasn't going to college. That would be embarrassing, um, as I always cared about what other people thought of me, even my nerdy housemates. Yeah, that's such a big mistake. I Caring about what people think of you is, like, the least important thing. I hate the concept of caring what people think about me. I try as hard as I can not to. Obviously, with what I do, you know, online... Um, as a, you know, work every day. Uh, it's hard not to, but I try my hardest. Uh, I continued to w visit the website of the Mega Millions Lottery. Ugh. I still clung to hope that my rise, that it may rise above a hundred million again. 
and I would be the winner. So far, I saw that my only way out of the horrible situation was this. Tax on stupid people. It's a tax on stupid people. Um, my situation was indeed horrible. I couldn't leave the house without seeing a young couple walking around somewhere. Um, somewhere. Sorry, I'm trying to plug in my pen. My Apple pen's dying. Um, there we go. Um, my situation was indeed horrible. I couldn't leave my house without seeing young couples walking around somewhere. Everywhere I went, I was all by myself while young people had friends and girlfriends. I was ashamed to show myself to the world, even though I wore expensive designer clothes. Okay, so what was the point if girls still weren't attracted to me? No one respects a man who's unable to get a woman. That literally isn't true. So what? Uh, a man wearing shorts and a t-shirt... Uh, would be seen as superior to me if he walks into a store with a woman, uh, a beautiful girl on his arm, and I walk in all alone. That's literally so not true. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then had a beautiful girl by his side, shows the world that he's worth something because obviously that girl sees some sort of worth in him. If a man is all alone, people get the impression that girls are repulsed by him and therefore he is a worthless loser. Literally in what universe? In what universe? In what universe? Like, what the fuck? <sighs> I saw winning the lottery as the only way out, and I became so frustrated when the Mega Millions jackpot kept rising. In the end of November, the jackpot came very close to getting high enough, but then it sank to the bottom once again. It was at this point that I learned that, uh, that I learned about the powerball lottery the powerball hadn't yet come to california so i knew nothing about it i looked on the website and saw the jackpot was over 500 million uh california didn't have a powerball lottery so in order to buy a ticket i would have to drive all the way to arizona you fucking jackass okay Earlier in the day, I drove through Isla Vista. I saw one particular young couple that stood out from the rest because the girl looked absolutely perfect. Let me guess, she was Aryan. <laughs> Let's see. She was a tall, blonde, and sexy. Yep, another Aryan. He's literally only attracted to Aryan women. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm okay. She would have towered over me in height, and her boyfriend, of course, towered over her. They were both wearing beach gear and the girl in her bikini showing off to everyone her sensual erection-causing body. Oh my god, literally shut the fuck up, this fucking man. Her blonde hair was wet from swimming in the ocean. It only made her look more arousing. Ugh. The two of them were holding hands and it was clear they were in love. You don't know that. I saw the boyfriend place his hand on the girl's ass and when he did this, the girl looked at him and smiled with delight. <sighs> that guy was in heaven. You don't know that. I can only imagine how amazing it must be to have sex with a girl like that. Oh my god. I had to witness everything I wanted but could not have. It made me dizzy with anguish. He just assumes everyone is in, like, heaven. Um, maybe that guy's not in heaven. Maybe she's abusing him. Like, you literally... Maybe he's in the closet and dating her is torture. Like, you literally don't know. I immediately thought about that couple and how impossible it was for me to have the same experience as that guy. 
not true. Impossible as I, what? As I, at, what? Impossible as I was at that point. That's not a sentence. That's not a sentence. Um, but it would be possible for me to get a tall, blonde, sexy girlfriend if I was a multimillionaire, exclamation point. Okay, dude. Oh, yes, it would be very possible. Ugh, don't write, oh, yes. Becoming a multimillionaire was the only, in all capitals, way I had, uh, way I could have such an experience, and winning the lottery was the only, all caps again, way I could become a multimillionaire at my age. Literally not true, but okay. As I stared at the Powerball jackpot that was over 500 million, I knew that I had to win. Nope. (laughs) No. You don't. (laughs) Literally don't. Um, It was midnight when I had this revelation and the drawing was on the following day. So the only way I could get a ticket before the drawing is if I left for Arizona right then and there. And so that is exactly what I did. You fucking loser. I quickly looked up the best route on Google Maps, packed some food into a backpack, and took off. The sun rose as I crossed a long stretch of desert between Palm Springs and the border of Arizona. It was one of the most beautiful things I'd ever seen. When I saw the sun creeping up before me in the horizon, um, igniting the clouds with its orange glow, I proclaimed that the sunrise, um, as the sunrise... What? I proclaimed that sunrise as the sunrise of my destiny. Not a sentence. I was riding towards my destiny to obtain the record-breaking Powerball ticket for 500 million. Okay, dude. As I drove, I thought about every event in my life that led up to that journey. I considered that journey as the ultimate accumulation of tragic suffering and sexual starvation. You are a dickhead. I had to go through for so long. The Powerball jackpot was meant for me. Once I won it, I'd be able to have my beautiful blonde girlfriend. I'd be able to show the world girls consider me worthy. I'd be able to show the world how superior I am. And of course, I'd be able to live above everyone who had wronged me and rub it in all their faces as a form of gratifying vengeance. Sure, my guy. That was my ultimate purpose in life, my reason for living. (laughs) Here's the thing. If he won, um, it would make literally no difference. He would keep not asking out women, um, which means he'd keep not dating women because he literally isn't trying to. So would not make a difference. He's just a fucking idiot. All right. I didn't win. (laughs) Of course you didn't win. It was almost the same scenario that I suffered through in March, except this one was twice as devastating. When I finally arrived home um, from the long trip, I immediately went to bed um, after not sleeping for so long. It was very difficult to stay awake on the road, but I managed to do it. Due to the severe importance of my journey, the Powerball drawing occurred while I slept and my last thought before drifting off to sleep was that when I woke up, I would be a multimillionaire. Oh my god, this fucking dude. And my life would be saved. I slept for a very long time and when I awakened, it was already the morning after the drawing. I was overcome with anxiety. I was so confident and certain that I would win before the drawing. 
how can you be this stupid? Like, I actually don't understand <laughs> that I would win before the drawing occurred. <sighs> but once that point in time had passed, I feared the result. I feared that I might not have won. Oh my god, I can't handle this. I can't handle this. I spent the next three days in my room trying to garner enough courage to check the winning numbers that would determine my fate. After realizing how much time I was wasting, I visited the Powerball website to see the result. At the first second of viewing the page, I caught a brief glimpse of it before closing it out of fear and panic. In that brief gl glimpse, I saw there were three winning tickets and one of them was in Arizona. My heart started beating rapidly. That had to be me. Why? Why would that have to be you? I thought with hope and excitement welling up inside my whole body. Ugh. There was an Arizona winner and I'd bought my ticket in Arizona. Okay. After that long emotional journey driving towards the sunrise in the middle of the desert, fighting off sleep to get there in time, visualizing my whole future before me, with a beautiful blonde girlfriend and the children I would have with her. Ugh. After that, who else could be the winner but me? Literally anyone else. Literally anyone else. <laughs> it was meant for me. It was my fate, my destiny. I took out my tickets, which I'd purchased 50, and sifted through them to find the one that matched the winning numbers. I felt dizzy and ecstatic as I did it, feeling so certain that my victory will be confirmed. When I reached the end... Uh, of my stack of tickets I didn't find any that matched for the first few moments I couldn't even believe what was happening how could you not believe that I looked through all my tickets again and again and again still nothing I didn't win no fucking shit no shit dude no shit I sat very quiet and still in my desk for a long time all the emotional all the emotions swept out of me I didn't react with rage or anguish I just sat there cold and dead I wish you'd actually been dead. I so wish you'd actually been dead. You uh, That would save 16 people's lives if you had just died there. So don't tease me. Mentally trying to contemplate what, had just, what I had just done, I've driven all the way to Arizona to buy lottery tickets because I was so desperate for a happy life in which girls would be attracted to me. I was so certain I was win I would win building up that hope only to have it shattered right before me uh, at just that moment. That's the point of the lottery, dude. It's the point. Then I drove out of my apartment and made my way to Gersh Park. I had to be somewhere peaceful. Along the way, I saw couples strolling along the streets of Isla Vista, walking arm in arm. I saw groups of good-looking young people walking together, laughing, um, and enjoying each other's company. I felt completely dead inside. <laughs> And torment racked my entire body as I realized that I would now have no chance to rise above them. I lost. Okay. Ask out a single one. Ask out one single woman. Okay. When I got to the park, I sat in my car for hours crying and crying and crying. Still not asking anyone out. So, what the fuck? I wailed with agony. My tears streamed down my face and stained my collar. I couldn't take it anymore. Feeling the need to talk to someone, I called the only person I had in my life, my parents. I called them both, first my mother, then my father. I told them about how much I was suffering from my loneliness and my other realization that there was no hope 
of ever having a happy life, I told them that they must be ashamed of me, that I was a 21-year-old virgin. Why did you tell your parents that? Who was unable to get a girlfriend or make any friends whatsoever. I was not the son a parent would want. Yeah, but not for the reasons you think, dude. <laughs> my tantrum to my parents on the phone deeply disturbed them. <laughs> Yeah, obviously, and they arranged for me to see a psychiatrist, Dr. Charles Sophie, when I return home for the winter break. Oh my fucking god, obviously deeply disturbed them. You are deeply disturbed. As the phrase that I had coined goes, if I cannot join them, I will rise above them, and if I cannot rise above them, I will destroy them. You are a disgusting piece of shit. You are disgusting. I've been trying to join and be accepted among them, the beautiful, popular people, all my life. Um, but it was to no avail. They have always treated me like scum. Girls have always deemed me unworthy of their love and sex. <sighs> You've never been rejected. I tried to overthrow them by gaining wealth at a young age. No, you didn't. You dropped all your classes. From trying to come up with inventive ideas and contemplating writing an epic story and finally trying to win the lottery yeah he had zero inventive ideas and didn't even start writing the story he just thought about it so that's none of that's real at this point the prospect of overthrowing them seemed hopeless the final solution of triumph over my entire over my enemies was to destroy them to carry out my day of retribution to exact um, my ultimate and devastating vengeance against all the popular young people who never accepted me and against all the women for rejecting me and starving me of love and sex. You've literally never been rejected. Literally never. <sighs> okay. Okay. I can do this. I can do this. I'm good. It's not like, nope, I can do this. All good. I'll, this is fine. At this point, I'd finally dawned on me that the possibility of having to resort to exacting the day of retribution was more real than ever before. Without the prospect of becoming wealthy at a young age, I had nothing to live for now. I was going to be a virgin outcast forever. I realized that I had to start planning and preparing for the day of retribution, even though I hadn't yet had the idea of what day it would be. Okay. My first act of preparation was to purchase my first handgun. I did this quickly and hastily at the local gun shop called Goletta Gun and Supply. Let me interject. He thought, I want a handgun, and then did so quickly the same day as the most disturbed person probably in that whole state. We don't need stricter gun laws. It's not like, you know, you guys down in America... It's uh, not like you'd save, like, thousands of lives every year by just, like, having psych reviews before buying guns and making things stricter, like, in, you know, every other fucking country. Nah, just give Elliot Roger a gun as soon as he wants one. Do that. That's good. I'd already done some research on handguns, and I decided to purchase the Glock 3-4 semi-automatic pistol. An efficient and highly accurate weapon... I signed all the papers and was told, oh no, ah, fucking yawn, that my pickup was in mid-December. That fell 
uh, that fell in nicely because that was when I was planning on staying in Santa Barbara till um, after I picked up the handgun, I brought it back to my room and felt a sense of power. Uh, I was now armed. Who was the alpha male now, bitches? <laughs> no one. It doesn't exist. So no one. I thought to myself, regarding all the girls who've looked down on me in the past, I quickly admired my new weapon before locking it up in my safe and preparing to go back to my hometown for the winter break. I didn't attend the Lemonson's Christmas party that year, nor would I ever again. The only people I ever really hung out with at those parties was James, and James is no longer my friend. Good for James. We love a distant king. It would have been extremely awkward to be there while James is there, knowing that the two of us, who used to be old friends since first grade, would be avoiding each other. It would be a foul and bitter experience, and I'd already gone through enough uh, anguish for uh, in the last few months. A few days before Christmas, I took off with my mother and sister for another vacation to England. She called me a month previously to tell me about it. At first, I didn't want to go, knowing that I will feel miserable about going on a vacation without a girlfriend to experience it with me uh, along the... What? Along with the shame of having to once again appear to my relatives in a fashion that I was unsatisfied with. A year had passed since the last trip, and I was in exactly the same position in life. Uh, I had nothing for my grandmothers to be proud of. No girlfriend, no future prospects, no life at all to talk about. Yeah, your, your fucking grandmas don't care if you're smashing or not, so that's just stupid. Uh, the one thing that persuaded me to go was the fact that my mother planned to have us travel um, on Virgin Atlantic Upper Class, the highest form of travel the airline offers. Uh, I hadn't traveled first class for a long time, and I just couldn't refuse such an offer. Okay. Um... I always had a penchant for luxury, opulence, and prestige, and traveling on Virgin Atlantic upper class would give me that experience, if only for a short time, uh, all of the anguish I had been through. I figured I needed a sense of uh, respite by going on this luxurious vacation. Okay. <laughs> for just one brief period of my life, since I speculated that my life could be very well ending soon, I decided to try my get best to forget about everything and indulge um, myself in a way, uh, in every way I could on this trip to England. Before we took off, we spent uh, the exclusive... What? Oh, okay. Before we took off, we spent some time in the exclusive upper-class lounge at the LAX airport. There was a buffet with all sorts of goodies for me to pick up. Uh, I had my fill on smoked salmon and champagne while there. I had a discussion with my mother about whether I had any more hope in my life <laughs> and what I could possibly do to get what I want in life. Okay. As holders of first-class tickets, we skipped to the front of the line and we boarded the plane. I took great satisfaction as I passed by all the other people who flew in economy, giving... All of the younger passengers a cocky little smirk when they looked at me. You're an idiot. You're such a fucking idiot. What the fuck? 
Once I'd settled in my big, luxurious bed seat in first-class cabin, I had even more champagne followed by an exquisite dinner of steak and potatoes and some red wine to wash it all down. I ordered glass after glass of red wine during the whole ride and became quite drunk uh, as I watched a few movies. One of them being the new Ice Age movie, which I found quite funny. Stop. He... Okay, the Elliot Roger Manifesto is pro-Ice Age. So, uh, take with that with you will, Pixar. Good, good job. <sighs> when we were arrived, we were chauffeured in a limousine to the Hochel... Hochel? Uh, to our Hochel... God, to our hotel in Colchester... At this time, we stayed at the Holiday Inn, which was very similar to the hotel on our last trip. Our relatives, even Ama, who rarely left the house in her old age, came to our hotel to greet us and then went to their house where uh, Aunt Min had cooked a nice dinner for us. I felt so amazed to be back in England again. It had been a whole year since my last trip, but I felt as if nothing had happened. Nothing had improved in my life. That's for sure. I was the exact same position I'd been on the year before and the year before that and so on. I was now a 21-year-old virgin suffering with the same injustices of the world. I tried not to think about it for the sake of enjoying my trip, but the angst was too overwhelming. Our hotel served to the same type of exquisite breakfast buffet as the hotel we stayed in last year. And once again, I took delight in indulging in the endless amount of pork sausages, croissants, ham, bacon, and every other delectable treat in the buffet every single morning. For this vacation, I mostly stayed at the hotel, relaxing and trying to establish a sense of peace and serenity. When my family went on a tour through London, I refused to go. There was no point. I would just be miserable from having to be alone while other men walked around with their girlfriends. Okay. All right. I proclaimed to them that I will never go for a night out in London unless I had a beautiful girlfriend on my arm. That's so fucking stupid. That's so stupid. While in London, I stayed at the relative's house with my grandma, Alma. Alma cooked me a delicious dinner, just like she did when I was a little child living in the old rectory in England. I drank a whole bottle of wine that night, and I was quite drunk by the time they came back from London. Uh, we did manage to visit Grandma Jinx during the trip before we left back to America. Uncle Andrew drew, uh, drove us to Smarden, Kent, uh, to visit her at her house. I hadn't been to Grandma Jinx's house since I was 10 years old, and it looked exactly the same. Grandma Jinx asked me a lot of questions about my life, as she always did. I had to stiffly pretend that everything was going well, and it pained me that I had nothing going for me to boast about. I hated being the shameful grandson. I bet Cousin George was living a better life than me. I'm sure he had a lot to say to Grandma Jinx to be proud. All in all, I was uh, it was a relaxing, peaceful, and luxurious trip. I didn't regret going from the way my life was going. I needed something like this uh, to fill as one of the last few enjoyments. On the way home, we spent time at the upper-class lounge in Heathrow Airport, and this lounge was even more impressive than the one at LAX. I can't with him flexing about buffets. It's the stupidest thing. 
They had all sorts of luxury food and a whole bar full of every drink one could imagine. On the way home, I had multiple glasses of red wine again before drifting off to a nice drunken sleep. Sick. On the runway to clear up below while the plane hovered, I filmed a few videos of my entry to LA. It was quite an experience to look down on such a city. Everything looked so small and the people and cars looked like little insects. I briefly fantasized about being a god. Ew. As I looked down upon them all, I imagined having the power to destroy everything with destructive supernatural powers. It made a fine c- scenario worthy of being discussed with James Ellis. If only he were still my friend. Yeah, that would disturb him deeply. He wouldn't want to discuss that with you. Um, okay. I need to stop there. Uh, we are on page 114 out of 141. So we're getting there. We are, we're past the three-fourths mark. We are getting there. Uh, let me see how much of being 21 we have left. Oh my god, so much. Oh, wait, actually, it might not be that much. Uh, oh, wait. This is weird. I can't find where he starts being 22. Oh, wait, there it is. Okay, 22 years old is a very short chapter. So when we get to that, keep that in mind. Uh, Okay, so I read that. Happy Sunday, August 1st. First, happy Sunday, August 1st. Um, I hope you enjoyed that more than me because I want to resurrect this man from the dead specifically to kill him again uh so that's where i'm at i'm also starving uh i did yawn a little less than last time so there is that again i'm sorry it's not because i'm bored or tired i just yawn when i read out loud i don't know what that is uh so i'm gonna go eat and finish my iced coffee uh and then i need to record some audios for tiktok so uh yeah i'll leave you guys here thank you for joining me on another episode of getting mad at a disgusting white guy for being a disgusting white guy. Uh, yeah, I'll talk to you in a week and I will meditate until then to be prepared to read even more next week. So thank you for your attention and enjoy the outro. But it's hard to give to someone when I don't love myself. No, I don't love myself. When I don't love myself. When I don't love myself.